Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. We're body, mind, and soul. We're a total being. God's concerned about that total being. But if we neglect our spirituality, if we neglect those things, you could have a hundred things around you and it won't meet your deepest need on the inside. And so when we pray, give us as they are daily bread, we're thinking also about the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Because if you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have anything. Pastor Ed reminds us in today's message that while we can have everything in the world, we are nothing without the salvation of Jesus Christ. Our physical and emotional needs may be met, but how are we to live a full and kingdom-honoring life without the truth of Jesus dying on the cross? We're not perfect by any means, and we can't share this truth with others without depending on God to provide our spiritual bread as well as our physical bread. Only then can we have a true impact on others. Let's join Pastor Ed in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25, for his continuing study entitled, Our Daily Bread. When Jesus said in Matthew 6, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? When we go to God in prayer, where to pray simply, give us this day. Elizabeth Elliot said, Today is mine. Tomorrow is none of my business. If I peer anxiously into the fog of the future, I will strain my spiritual eyes so that I will not see clearly what is required of me now. Don't live in tomorrow. Live today. Now, in that culture, it was real. In that culture... They barely had enough wages to buy food for that day. In our culture, with technology the way it is, with our advancements the way they are, we're able to have stockpiles of food and resources, but we're not to worry and be anxious about all of those things. And sometimes when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it's almost a trite, insignificant prayer. But to them, it meant something. To us, it should also. Because God in a moment's time can take away our ability to eat. In a moment's time, the economy could change. In a moment's time, the uncertainties of life could prevail. Now, not only is this in moderation of our desires, but it is the enumeration of our needs. Well, that's another point. Give us this day our daily bread. What it's saying is this. No request is too small for God. He's concerned about the smallest, insignificant prayer request that you might present. He's concerned about needs that others wouldn't consider important. Did you ever go to somebody and say, will you pray for me about this? And they say, 
Is that all? Oh, God never says that to you. God never says that. It's good to see Brother Rose and Bill Dale. And I was thinking back when I was back in Brooklyn. I loved books. I always loved books. And uh, I had a large library then. And I remember going to uh, Christian publications in Manhattan. And I saw a book on the prayers of the Apostle Paul. And I said, I don't have enough money to get that. And I remember praying for that book. And I didn't say anything to anybody, but our Sunday school superintendent back in Brooklyn at that time. And I guess he got gifts for the different teachers. And he came up to me and said, here's a gift. He said, you know, I know you have a lot of books, but I just took a chance and bought you this. And here it was the exact book that I had prayed about. It was the prayers of the Apostle Paul. God's concerned about your smallest request. He's concerned about those things that concern you. And so there can be the enumeration of our needs. Now, the second point is the dependency of our request. Give. Give. When we say give, we're recognizing that God providentially cares for us. And his providential care is our best security. We're recognizing that his fatherly love is our best support. And so we're dependent upon God. We're going to God and saying, God, give us. And in that request, it's a request for God's provision. In Psalm 104, it reads, Every one of these depends on you to give them their food as they need it. When you ask God, there are several things you're doing. You're saying, first of all, he owns it. You need it. God doesn't owe it to you. And you don't deserve it. The verse doesn't say, pay us. It says, give us. When we pray, we're declaring our dependence upon God. In 1776, the Second Continental Congress signed the Declaration of Independence. When you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you declared your dependence. You declared that you were dependent on God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Could you imagine if God for one moment forgot? There's a poem that says, If God forgot. Listen to it. If God forgot the world, forgot for just one day, forgot to send the sunshine and change the night to day, forgot to make the flowers grow, forgot the birds and bees, forgot to send the sweetness, of the south wind in the trees, forgot to give us friendship, forgot to send us rain, forgot to give the children play, forgot to soften pain. What would happen to this world and us? Would we go merrily on our way if God should forget, forget just one day? When we go to God, don't look to take what's in his hand, the few pennies, but look to take his hand. When we go to prayer, we should remember not just the gift, but the giver of those gifts. 
Oftentimes, I think at the dinner table, we just pray in such perfunctory ways. Jesus, don't use vain repetition. We don't do that, right? No, we would never do that. We never say the same prayer every time we eat. God bless this food to this bunch, you know. We don't pray the same prayer every time we put our children to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep, you know. No, we don't. Or do we? When we go to God, we should have a thankful heart, a grateful heart, recognizing our responsibility to him. I was reading something about Abraham Lincoln, and it was during the Civil War. A personal friend of his wrote this. He said, I've been spending three weeks in the White House as the guest of the president. One night, it was just before the Battle of Bull Run. I was restless, could not sleep. From Lincoln's bedroom, I heard low tones of his voice. Looking in the door that was slightly ajar, I saw a slight which I've never forgotten. The tall chief executive was kneeling before an open Bible. He did not know that I could hear his agonizing supplications as he pleaded, O thou great God who heard Solomon in the night when he prayed and cried for wisdom, hear me. I cannot lead these people. I cannot guide the affairs of this country without thy help. O Lord, hear me and save this nation. History records the success and answer to that prayer. And Lincoln is one of our greatest presidents. He was dependent upon God. So when we are going to God in prayer and we say, give us this day our daily bread, we're saying, God, I'm dependent on you. We're requesting for our provision. And also there's a recognition of our provision. Everything we have is a gift from God. Everything you have is by His grace. God warned the people of Israel when they were to go into the promised land, when they were to look back and see the successes, they were never to think it was their own hand that won those battles, their own hand that gotten that wealth. He said, be careful. Remember that it was me. Uh, David remembered that. David said in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Every time we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are humbling ourselves to ask God for something. And we are recognizing that we are dependent upon him. We are recognizing that God is the one who has given us everything. And so we cannot hold on to those things with tenacity. That leads us to our third point. The mutuality of our request. Thirty-five thousand. A statistic I read, children every day die because of malnutrition. Every six seconds, a child dies of starvation. There should be a compassion in our heart when we pray, give us 
this day our daily bread because when we say us, our, you're someone's answer to prayer. Your abundance is God's answer for them. Someone said, if I could ask any question of God, I would ask him, why do so many people starve, God? Why is there famine in the world? And then I thought, I might not ask him that question because he might ask me a question. And it might be the same question. Why is there famine in your world? There's more than enough to go around. Don't be like a dog that takes its bone and puts its paw on it and gnaws away and growls at anybody approaching it. We're not dogs. We're men. We're women. We're children of God. And God has given you a bounty to be a blessing. God has given you to share See, when you pray, give us this day our daily bread, you're praying for this world. You're praying for those in need. Beloved, if we come into this house of worship and we forget about those who are suffering in this world around us, this past week a letter came from Iran. They want to have a missionary reach out in that Muslim country. I felt in my heart, we have to reach out to the persecuted church in Iran, to our brothers and sisters who are suffering. We have to be God's answer for them. And so when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, God's bounty in your hands is for someone else. The mutuality of our request I read a story about a man in East Africa. Jack Kelly was his name. He was a newspaper reporter, television newscaster as well, I believe. And there he witnessed an incredible sight of a young child, bloated belly, and the child just looked like he was tottering between life and death. And he gave the child the grapefruit. And the child was so weak he couldn't hold the grapefruit. So he cut it in half. And they gave him a piece of the grapefruit and the child ate it. And he took the grapefruit, what was left, and he began to walk. And they followed in a distance. They didn't want the child to see. And there the child went to the village where almost every other person in that village was dead. And he went to a young boy younger than himself and he chewed the grapefruit and he took it out of his mouth and put it in the child's mouth that child was his younger brother and he had been doing that for weeks finally the older brother died the younger child lived Jesus said when you pray pray give us Our daily bread. God's bounty in my life is meant to be a blessing to others, an answer to their prayers. Someone has said, 
And help us this and every day to live more nearly as we pray. Only if we would live as we prayed. Someone wrote, Lord, help me to live from day to day in such a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. Fourthly, the practicality of our request. God is so practical. The early church argued and fought. Read the church fathers. They said, no, this wasn't physical bread. It referred to communion. Or no, it referred to spiritual bread. Well, I think they were all right. I think it's all of those things. See, Jesus was practical. It referred to our physical needs. Now, how many here know if you're sick, you're not feeling well, you're under the weather, that you're... It's hard to be spiritual. How many know that? Not too many raising their... All right. Spouses. How many know that about your spouse? All right. All right, there. I got a witness on that. God knows that when we're not feeling well, when we're lacking something, we're in a dangerous place. Now, Luther, when he interpreted, give us this day our daily bread, he said it refers not just to the physical bread, but every basic necessity of life. God knows it's dangerous if your basic needs aren't met. Because you may try and fulfill those needs in an illegitimate way. And so when you pray, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, meet the needs of my brothers and sisters. Meet our needs, all of our needs, whether it's social, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's psychological. Meet our needs. So God is concerned about those things. Jesus went about healing, the Bible says, every disease and sickness. God's concerned about our physical needs. He's concerned about those things that touch us. I know oftentimes in a hospital, as I've visited those who are suffering, it's hard at those times to pray for yourself. Did you ever find yourself in a place where it was hard to even present your needs to God? It was hard even to pray? Well, in this prayer, there's a brother and a sister beside you holding you up. Give us. And every time you pray, give us, you're holding someone else's hand. You're holding someone else up. It speaks of our spiritual needs. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry again. Those who believe in me will never thirst. Our greatest need is our spiritual need. Now, we're not just some spirit floating around, but we're 
physical and spiritual. We're, we're body, mind, and soul. We're a total being. God's concerned about that total being. But if we neglect our spirituality, if we neglect those things, you could have a hundred things around you and it won't meet your deepest need on the inside. And so when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're thinking also about the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Because if you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have have anything. You're an empty shell. Someone said evangelism is one beggar sharing with another beggar where to find bread. And that's what we want to do as a church. There are people that are living on the husk and the corn, and they're not filling their souls with anything meaningful. Isaiah says that idolatry is like having a diet of ashes. Imagine eating ashes for dinner and breakfast and lunch. You die. And there are people who are walking dead. They are spiritually dead. And as a church, God has given us life. And he's given us the privilege to share the bread of life with others. Men and women's greatest need is for Jesus Christ, the bread of life. If you eat of that bread, the Bible says, you'll never die. And if we've experienced his life, we want to give that life away. Amen? I remember reading the story of King Alfonso, the 12th king of Spain. Uh, One day he came to his court, and it was his custom to ask the blessing on the meals, or others to ask the blessing on the meals. And as he came into the banquet, he noticed that the young men had not asked the blessing on the meal, and they just kept on eating. And so King Alfonso after a length of time, decided to do something about it. Into the banquet room came a beggar, dressed in rags, smelly. He sat down at the banquet table. The king ignored him. Others looked and wondered, does the king know? Why is he here? The beggar ate, gobbled down the food, wiped his mouth, got up, walked out, never said a word. The sons were infuriated. The young men were upset. They said, King, that ungrateful man came into your presence and partook of the banquet, and he never thanked you. He said, I just wanted you to get the message. Our thankfulness is shown by what we do with the bounty God has given us. Our thankfulness is more than just singing, thank you, Lord. It's living, thank you, Lord. It's more than just sitting down at the feast table and eating. It's going to those who have nothing to eat and saying, Let me share with you the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Let me share with you the hope of the ages, Jesus Christ. Let me share with you what gave me life, 
so that you too might live forever. Church, pray. Give us this day our daily bread and pray it not in isolation, but in community, recognizing our responsibility. The Lord's Prayer is a prayer in the Bible that is known the worldwide. There is so much truth contained in this example of how we're to pray, from hallowing the name of the Lord to delivering us from the evil one. Each day, Pastor Ed will share with us what each piece of this prayer means and how it applies to our lives today. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. To stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Voice of Faith, subscribe to our Twitter feed at VOF Radio. Again, to follow the Voice of Faith Twitter feed or to access the archive of messages, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Voice of Faith, Pastor Ed will continue sharing messages from this series entitled The Lord's Prayer, taught from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you.